Good afternoon. Because um, if I was greeting you in Zulu, I, was, uh, I wouldn't have to look at my watch because Sabona is Sabona any time of the day. Um, but um, when you greet in English, you've got to be, make sure you've checked your time first. Um, I was so impressed by IFRACOM eh? and also challenged at the same time. So I just want to say as uh, 30 people that we're coming back, as, as Keza Chiefs always say, we're coming back. Um, so this, uh, can we open our Bibles in Second uh, Samuel chapter 6? Just going to read from verse 8 to, to 23 quickly. Um, I want to have a slide for, for Bible reading there. Um, oh, yeah, I will have a slide. From, uh, from verse 8, we're reading from verse 8 to 23. I'm just going to read that quickly. Uh, can we just pray? Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this wonderful time that we're here this, this, tonight, Lord God. We're here to celebrate. We say, Ebenezer, God, that you have led us up to this far. We give you glory and praise. As we hear, Lord Jesus, we hear your word, Lord God, and we pray, Lord God, that you'll speak to me and you'll speak to my brothers and sisters. In Jesus' name, amen. Sorry, Second Kings, definitely read, open in the wrong chapter. Second Kings chapter 6, reading from verse 8. Once when the king of Syria was, war was warring against Israel, he took counsel with his servants, saying, At such and such a place shall be my camp. But the man of God sent word to the king of Israel, Beware that you don't pass the this place, for the Syrians are going down there. And the king of Israel sent to the place about which the man of God told him, Thus, he used to warn him so that he saved himself there more than once or twice. And the mind of the king of Syria was greatly troubled because of this thing. And he called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me whose of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha. The prophet who is in Israel tells the kings of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. And he said, Go and see where he is, that I may send and seize him. And was told to him, Behold, he is in Dotan. So he sent there, Horses and chariots and great army, they came by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God rose early in the morning and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. And the servant said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? He said, Do not be afraid, do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, O oh Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. 
So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And when the Syrians came down against him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Please strike these people with blindness. So he struck them with blindness in accordance with the prayer of Elisha. And Elisha said to them, This is not the way. This is not the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the men whom you seek. And he led them to the Samaria. As soon as they entered Samaria, Elisha said, O oh Lord, open the eyes of this man that they may see. The Lord opened their eyes, and they saw, behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. As soon as the king of, of Israel saw them, he said to Elisha, My father, shall I strike them down? Shall I strike them down? He answered, You shall not strike them down. Will you strike down those whom you have taken captive with your sword and with your bow? Set bread and water before them that they may eat and drink and go to the master. So he prepared for them a great feast. And when they had eaten and drank, he sent them away, and they went to their master. And the Syrians did not come again on raids into the land of Israel. Amen. So today, the topic that I want to talk about um, is taken from this passage of Scripture. Um, it says, Lord, open our eyes to see. Go see. You know, as part of my introduction, as um, we're reading uh, all these chapters, but especially from verse 8 to 14, it just give us a background about what was really happening. And uh, the king of Syria was warring against Israel. And he was like crafting the plan of how he can just destroy the Israelites. But all these plans, his plans didn't work. Because there was a man, his name was Elisha. He was a prophet of God. Every time... When the king, Joram, was making a plan and talking to, 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 to his people about the plan that he was going to do, God was revealing to Elisha. And Elisha used to go and tell the king of Israelites what was the plan that the king of Syria was going to do. And that was very frustrating to the king of Syria because... Every time when he's trying to make a plan to destroy these people, this plan was not successful. For that reason, the mind of the king of Syria was greatly troubled. And he decided to put a stop to this man, who is the prophet of God. Brothers and sisters, it is like our church. I think our church... The enemy knows that this church has been built on the promises and the prophetic messages that God has given to this church for many, many, many years. And devil knows that if the only plan that he have now is to put a stop 
to the prophetic people of the church. So that if he does that, then he will win the battle. That is why he will do anything. He will bring any kinds of trouble to their way so that they can keep their mouth shut. He will bring every situation that will divert their attention from hearing God. As the Syrian king done to, 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 to Elisha, the prophet of God. But I got a word for you today. If you have been giving the prophetic ministry, I think this word is just to encourage you that if you've been giving this gift or if you are a believer in Jesus, even if in the midst of trials and tribulations, I want to give you this word that God has not given us the spirits of fear, but he has given us the spirits of power, of love, and of a sound mind. The Syrian king decided to put together his army and horses and chariots and come by night to come and surround the city where uh, the, the prophet uh, was. The Bible tells us that early in the morning, when Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, woke up in the morning and he lifted up his eyes and he saw the city surrounded by the chariots and army and horses. And he saw the enemy and he was afraid like any one of us would do. According to his natural eyes, there was no hope of deliverance at all. The only thing that he could see at that point of time was the end of his life. I believe when he just saw those people and surrounding, he said, Shileke, I'm finished. He went back to the house. And when he got back to the house, the only question that he could ask his master, Elisha, was, what shall we do? Isn't that a familiar question that we often ask when we're facing difficult times in our lives? What shall we do? When the storm is raging against us, when our church finances are very tight and low, when the church is no more comfortable for our selfish desires, fears start to overcome our minds and hearts. And then we start to ask one another, what shall we do? You know, when we look at this question, this question carries the mind that says, it depends on us. It depends on our wisdom. It depends on our experience. It is all about something that we can do. That will bring the solution to our problem. But I lack Elisha's spirit and the answer that he has given to his servant. His answer 
is one that has been repeated throughout the scripture. And he, when he, when our natural eyes look at the situations, and though as if all hope is lost, but God always commands us about one thing, fear not. The answer that Elisha is giving to his servant when he's coming running and seeing this evidence of saying things are not going well. I think he was like from South Africa, I think. Because when you, every time when you listen to the news and see things are happening around us and you say, oh my God, we don't know where this country is going. But Elisha is telling his servant, he said, fear not. Because fear is a spiritual force that can work against the plan of God for each and every one of us in our lives. That is why it was so important for Elisha to speak against that spirit of fear that was in Gehaz. But God wants each and every one of us to be like Elisha. Elisha's faith rested in spiritual reality. Elisha looked at the same situation that was hopeless and said to himself, the God that has started the work in my life, he's got power to bring it into completion. Who promised is faithful. As we were like singing um, this afternoon and this evening, we were singing that you are faithful, God, you are faithful. He understood that his help is not coming from what he can do. As Gehaz was thinking in his mind, but his, care, his help comes from the Lord who have made heaven and earth. The one who said in his word, he will, let, he will never let your foot to be moved. Because he who keeps Israel will not slumber. Behold, who he keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. But unfortunately, the servant Gehaz missed that. He missed that since his eyes were limited by perception. The things that he saw with his physical eyes dominated his thinking and placed him in the realm of fear. Even when Elisha was trying by all means to encourage him to fear not, do not be afraid. And he tried to make him to understand that there are more that be with us than they that we be with them. Sometimes we, we miss the truth by its simplicity. 
Notice what um, Elisha did not say to this servant. Elisha did not say that there are more that be with us than them. Because this guy, he was seeing all this army and chariots and soldiers surrounding them. But he said to him, there are more that be with us than they that be with them. Elisha was not comparing themselves to the army that was encircling the city. But he was trying to make him to understand that greater is he that is on our side than the one that is in the world. Brothers and sisters, stop comparing yourself with other people. Stop comparing your church with other churches. Understand that God has a unique calling for your life and a unique calling for this particular church. You know, it always amazes me sometimes. You know, when I see people from outside of our church appreciating what God is doing among us and in us. People like Common Ground Church, Common Ground Churches, Center Street Church, Advance Movement, and a lot of other individuals from outside of our church. Every time when they see us, they say, it is amazing what God is doing in your church. They're not only telling us the words, but they even sacrifice to support this church even financially. Because they believe in what God is doing in us and among us. But I want to ask you a question. Do you really see what God is doing in this church? If you can just turn around to your left and to your right and the back and the front and then start asking yourself, do I really see what God is doing among us? Elisha, after taking his time, encouraging and, 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 and trying to, to encourage Gehaz not to fear and preach to him about the greatness of who God is. The greatness of God who are on their side than the one that is in the world. But Gehaz still could not understand. Because sometimes we can preach so many messages and preach all about our DNAs and visions of the church and everything, trying to bring it into our ears so that people they can be able to grasp this and understand this. But Elisha tried all that, but nothing worked with his servant Gehaz. But I thank God that Elisha understood the power of prayer. When, when, when Elisha saw that everything that I've tried to make these people understand how wonderful and beautiful that we have, then what is they can be able to see with their eyes and what they can understand with their minds. But he came to a conclusion that I need to pray and ask God for a miracle. In verse 17, then Elisha prayed and said, O oh Lord, Please.
open his eyes that he may see. He was reminded of what Jesus said. Jesus said, what is impossible with man, it is possible with God. He understood that. That with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. That is why at Recro Church, we made a decision that our number one core purpose statement will be God first, God reliance. God first, God reliance. Because we understand that without God, we will do nothing. Without God, we will never move forward. Today, as we celebrate this day on this Thanksgiving Sunday, I think we can all agree that God always answer prayer. I've, 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 I found a new word for me as I was preparing this, this message, the word G-A-P, which means gap. God answers prayers. In every situation that we're facing, doesn't matter what is the gap between you and God, but the only thing that can be able to close that gap is to pray. Because God answers prayers. Hallelujah. We can tell many stories of God's faithfulness through the power of prayer in this church. If I can just go to just touch uh, just a couple of them, is that when we wanted, when we were praying for money to finish this building, we even come to the church and think, do we take a loan or do something about, so that we can be able to move in to this building? And we prayed. God answered prayers. And we received a gift that we can be able to finish the building. When we are praying about it, we want this place to be legal before we move in. And then we pray that we want it to be legal, to be safe, and to be workable. But as we prayed, God did a miracle that never happened to any other churches around here. And then we prayed that God give us the permission to occupy, the certificate. And God did what? He didn't give us the, the temporal one, but he gave us the permanent one. When we are just praying about God to be able to strengthen our church in Ifracom, as we were like preaching and, and praying about it, God moved the family from this church to go and strengthen church in Ifracom, the normal families. There are so many other prayers that we were praying for. The community groups, and as we speak, we've got about four, uh, three community groups at Ifracom that started this year and multiplied so quickly. And everything that we were praying for, God always came through. There are so many, so many, so many others that we were praying for um, one-month buffer and all other things. I think uh, Garrett can tell you more details when we've got more time. Because I've said, if I can start telling you the list of them, I will never finish today. Prayer opens our spiritual eyes to see salvation. Prayer closes the eyes of our enemies and brings confusion to our enemies' camp. Prayer chases away fear and allows God to act on our behalf. Prayer gives us power to overcome. 
prayer help us to surrender and allow the sovereignty of God over our lives. Once the man of God prayed and said, Lord, open his eyes so that he may be able to see. Guess what? God answered his prayer there and there. And God opened the eyes of Gehaz. And when his eyes were opened, the Bible says, when God opened his eyes and he saw. The first thing the Bible that it says that so the Lord opened the eyes of, his, of this young man and he saw, behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire and all around Elisha. And he started to realize we are not alone. We are not alone. Gehaz was able to see into the realm of the Spirit what was present at all this time that God was with them. It was now made visible to him. He recognized the presence of God with them. That presence of God, when his eyes opened and he saw the presence of God, the presence of God drove away fear and doubts and he started to have peace in his heart. One of the ways we can be able to experience his presence is when we get that like this. For where two or three are gathered in his name, he shall be there. His presence is, is the fullness of joy, even in the midst of our troubles. That is why David one day in Psalm 23, he says, Though I go through the shadows of death, I fear no evil because God is with me. Do you have difficulties in your life? Do you have stress that breeds anxiety in your life? How is your relationship with God? When you are close to your father and close to his presence, you will receive joy that will diminish all the troubles in your life. There's only one prayer that I have for you today. That God may open our eyes so that we can be able to see. When we, th when we think about this, that when God opening our eyes to be able to see, we don't only see his presence, but we, only see, we also see his provision. And when Gehaz was looking around, he saw the chariots and horsemen and soldiers and army of, of, of Syrians. But after God opened his eyes, he saw the provision of God behind the soldiers. Hallelujah. There are so many ways where in our church, then we pray that we, we don't have anything to do something God provided. When we didn't have any 1.4 million to throw the slab, we only had 400,000 and 500,000 in bank and God provided for us that we can be able to build this building. Because when they were standing, he was like afraid and, and had full of doubts and he didn't know what to do. But God provided that was something that was more than what he was able to see with his eyes. And the third point is that it doesn't only reveal his presence. It doesn't only reveal his provision, but it also reveal his protection. When he saw, he saw the mountain that was full of horses and chariots of fire all 
around Elisha. Elisha was protected by God. This is worth celebrating today. This is the good news that we have today, that we don't have to fear. I want you to stand here and tell you today, Wuti Ubiyelwe. You are untouchable. Uto Shabelayo, Uchehova, Ungizungezil, Gasemun, Vananga Pambil, Wabegi Sanjasake Pizguam. Psalm 125, verse 2 says, As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forevermore. When we in time, we are Jehovah. If you get time at home, you can read Psalm 91 from verse 1 to 16. You will see how much you are protected by God. And the fourth, the fourth P is God's power. In verse 18, it says, So, it, he struck them with the blindness in accordance with the prayer of Elisha. Elisha prayed that God struck them with blindness and God responded to his prayer. And, and that time, Gehaz realized that this God is so powerful that all these people, all these things that they were so fearful of, God is so powerful to be able to conquer them. As soon as his eyes were open, he started to be a witness of God's power in his life and I think from, from that day onward, his song, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He revealed himself. And the last one that I want to talk about is that after his eyes were opened, he saw the plan of God for their lives. At the end of 23, the Bible says, as the Syrian did not come again to raid into the land of Israel. I want to tell you something that today, God's plan for your life is to have victory over your enemies. This is God's plan for, for, your ch for this church. This is God's plan for Reconciliation Road Church. In all things, the Bible says we are more than conquerors. Thanks to God who gives us power, who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I want us to pray this evening because of time. We're going to end there. But I want you just to look at the life of these two people, Gehaz and Elisha. They were surrounded by enemies. Elisha, because of, of him standing for God, he faced a lot of troubles. The king of Syria wanted to finish about his life. But what I really like about Elisha is that he understood the God that he served. That greater is he that is on his side than the one that is in the world. But today, I want us to be able to see that God has got a plan for our lives.
to give us victory over every situation. I don't know, I don't care what the kind of thing that enemy is trying to strengthen your, to, to threaten your life about. It, can, it either can be the financial situation, the sickness in your body, the, the, the situation you're facing in your family. But I want to tell you today that God that we serve is greater than the one that is in the world. That God may open our eyes. That we can be able to, to receive his comfort, his courage, the hope that we have from him. That he can be able to throw away all the fears that we may have in our lives. There is a song that I like that says, we serve a miracle working God. We serve a wonder. We serve a miracle. We serve a miracle working God. God, may you open our eyes to be able to see. To see your presence among us. To see your provision in our lives. To see your protection of our lives. Lord God, to be able to see your plan for our lives. Lord God, we give you glory and praise. We pray, Lord God, that you will reveal yourself to my brothers and sisters and to myself in the mighty name of Jesus. We're here to celebrate all this that you have done for us. In this year, we see it in this passage of scripture. We give you glory and praise with that. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.